bless our choir, amen. Sister Tindo, for what an awesome prayer. Brother BJ and all of the choir members, thank you so much, amen. There is a word from the Lord, amen. This is the seventh of eight messages in this series that is simply entitled, By Faith. Someone say, By Faith. All eight messages are taken from the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, that faith chapter, that chapter that begins by says, now faith is, now faith is, amen. And so this is message number seven. Let me just say before we begin this that we invite you back to a special Tuesday night Amen. As we will continue this message, amen, and we have a special prayer. God says we're going to touch and agree. Every now and then on Tuesday nights, we call all of us together to touch and agree on God doing something miraculous. Amen. Look at somebody and say, don't you miss your miracle. Amen. I just believe that God is still in the miracle working business. Any, any witnesses? Chapter 11, 1 verse, verse 29, the New International Version, and it reads, by faith. Now, listen to these next words. The people pass through. I could stop right there. <laughs> I don't say anything else. That's enough for you to take a message on. The people pass through. Ooh, I love that. By faith, the people pass through the Red Sea on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. And those that love God's word said amen. Amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. This is the seventh message in the series that is simply entitled By Faith. And this is the subject for this seventh message. Hold those hands, look at someone and say, by faith, we will come through it. Now look behind and tell somebody, you're coming through this. Look on the side of you, tell somebody, get ready to come through this. Ooh. We will come through it. Every now and then, you've got to declare a thing even before it happens. So somebody lift your voice and say, we will come through it. Amen, amen. Listen, throughout this series we have talked preached taught about those incredible heroes of faith who obeyed the Lord's instructions for their lives we've talked about Abel and how Abel gave God his best by faith we talked about Enoch and how Enoch, by faith, pleased God. 
we talked about Abraham and how by faith Abraham obeyed God and went to a land that he knew nothing of. Talked again about Abraham and how by faith when God tested his faith, told him to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice, by faith Abraham survived the test. Our last message, we talked about Moses and how by faith Moses made the right choice. Amen. Someone say by faith. And now here we are, this seventh message of this series. God has given us another example of this kind of faith. God has given us an example of faith in which we can believe and declare and decree that we can come through any situation. Hear me, church. We can come through any situation regardless of the hardships, the heartbreaks, regardless of what that situation may bring us, regardless of the obstacles that are in our way. God can turn. I preached last week in Orangeburg and God met us there and we preached from the message when God turned obstacles into opportunities. How many of you know that God can turn what your enemy intended to be an obstacle and God can make it an opportunity? But Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God used it for our good. And so no matter what we're going through, the hardships, the heartaches, God says it's an opportunity for me to do something great in your life. However, listen, unfortunately, there are those in our society. There are those who are believers. There are those who are faith walkers or who claim to be faith walkers in our society who somehow think that because they are a believer, because they are a faith walker, that they should not have to go through any type of hardship or any type of heartache. There are those who think because of their faith, they should be exempt from going through trouble, trials, and tribulation. But the truth of the matter is, no one, someone help me say no one, no one is exempt from having to go through regardless of who they are. Not the preacher, not the church mother, not the deacon, not the usher. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter what you have done for the kingdom. None of us are exempt from having to go through hardships and heartaches. Yes, your parents will one day pass also. Yes, you will bury loved ones one day. 
Yes, there will be times in your life in which you will struggle. You may get laid off your job. You may end up in the cancer ward of the hospital. None of us are exempt from hardships and heartaches. Went to the hospital last week. Heart was touched. Met a beautiful young boy, uh, uh, prayed for one. He and his family comes to church, seven years old. He's had seven surgeries and was scheduled for another one. And when I walked in the door, he said, you're the preacher. And his dad said, he loves that church. And the father said, even when we get discouraged, so he wakes up in the morning and said, Daddy, let's go to church. Hey, man, I'm here to tell you, I left their mother tears in my eyes. And God said, don't you ever get discouraged because there's always somebody who's going through something greater than you. There's a reason why we all go through something. You've got to go through something. Tell somebody you've got to go through something. Listen, Job chapter 14. May I take my time and preach this? Y'all haven't heard me in two weeks, so I got some preaching to make up for. I got about three hours, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Two hours for the time I miss. Amen. Job chapter 14 and verse 1 says that a man that has been born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. In other words, every human being in this life can expect trouble. Hey, trouble should not surprise you. You're not the only one who's going to have your heart broken. You're not the only one who's going to go through something. What this verse in Job tells us is that we all, at some point in our life, we have to go through some difficult situations. We all will. That has never been the question. The question is not, will we have to go through? <laughs> the question is, will we have the faith to come through? Somebody don't, uh, don't miss it. The question is not, will you go through? question is, will you come through? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've declared to every enemy in my life uh, that whatever comes my way, I'm going through. I'm going to trust God every step of the way. Anybody know you've come too far to turn around now? You've got to trust that the God you serve is a way maker, is a heart fixer is a mind regulator. I feel like preaching. Somebody know the God you serve? Say, he's a way maker. God will do just what he said he's going to do. So the question is not, will we go through? But do you have the faith to come through it? See, faith is declaring it before it happens. Faith is believing in the outcome before it happens. Amen. Faith is, and I, I, I got this from uh, evangelist Joyce Rogers when she was preaching, and she uttered a statement, and I wrote it down in my phone and says, I'm going to preach that one day. She said, and I quote, faith is confidence where there is no evidence. That's what faith is. Faith is, I believe I'm coming out of this while I'm still broke, while I'm still sick, 
while everybody's still getting on my nerves, where I don't even know how I'm going to make my next mortgage payment, where I don't have enough gas in my car to get to work next week. But somehow I have the confidence to believe that God will bring me through it. Any faith walkers in here? Don't fool me. Now, any faith walkers in here? Anybody believe that God has already done it? Look at somebody and say, God has already done it. Amen. Folks say that God will turn it around. That's all right. But faith is God has turned it around. You just haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Tell somebody you just don't know it yet. You just haven't touched it yet. But your blessing is already there. You just haven't put your hand on it yet. Who am I preaching to? Somebody know what God is about to do. Listen, I feel something in here. Ah, we will come through it. Tell somebody we will come through it. Hold your head up high. Tell them to dry your tears up. We will come through it. The best is yet to come. Uh, Your latter shall be greater than your former. Uh, you're going to come out of this better than what you were before you went in it. In other words, God, when God gets through at you, folk won't even believe you've ever went through anything. You won't even look like what you've been through. I'm preaching to somebody. In the text. Yeah, yeah. In the text. Our text speaks to this kind of faith, the faith to come through what appears to be an impossible situation. Listen to what the text says. The text says, and then we will put it in some context for you. The text says, by faith, the people, and these are the words that I like, pass through the Red Sea as on dry land. By faith, they pass through the Red Sea as on dry land. Now, in order to understand this text, you would have to understand the background. The background for this text is found in the book of Exodus, in which it tells us of a story of how Moses led the children of Israel by the help of God out of 430 years in bondage. 430 years of captivity. God allowed Moses, who was raised, we talked about this in the last message, raised in Pharaoh's house. Help me praise God on something. Only God can raise your deliverer in your enemy's house. Good God Almighty. God raised Pharaoh's uh, nemesis Moses to be his son, the Egyptian prince, in Egypt, in Pharaoh's house for 430 years. The people of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. God brought them out. Ah, the mighty hand of God brought them out. They were now on their way to the land that God had promised their ancestors. But God 
promise us an outcome, but God never promised that the process would be easy. Somebody just caught it. God told you what's going to happen. He just did not promise you that it would be easy as it was happening. Amen. So as they were journeying out of Egypt, they ran into their first crisis. Uh, prior to that, they were happy. In fact, the text says they left singing and skipping and Miriam, Moses' sister, playing the tambourine and they were all happy. Folk are happy when there's no trouble. Folk can shout and skip and, and dance, Deacon Stokes, and everything goes their way. But, 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 but let something bad happen and sometimes the enemy uh, allows our praise to dry up. And so here they are now being delivered out of, and they did not leave empty-handed. Am I right about it? The Bible says they left with the gold and the silver. In other words, they left their enemy with the enemy's stuff. <laughs> Somebody will catch it in the parking lot. Only God can bless you with your enemy's stuff. There's some cars that somebody who don't like you, some, some drug dealers are buying some cars, and you're going to get it with not having to put a down payment in it. God said the, the wealth of the unjust is laid up. for the. You got some blessings with your name on it that there's some enemies that are enjoying it right now. They're just keeping your blessings warm. Who am I preaching to? Anybody receive that prophetic word? So here they are. First crisis is what we are calling, in quotations, the Red Sea experience. First crisis, the Red Sea experience. Now, the question is, to any of you who've ever studied the geography of that area, you, it would not take long for you to have figured out that the quickest route uh, from Egypt to Canaan was not the route of the Red Sea. In fact, the Bible said the quickest way would have gone through the land of the Philistine. But because the people did not have an appetite for war, <laughs> and because God had another plan, I want to show you something. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 18 says this. The latter part of Exodus chapter 13, it says, it says this at the beginning. It says, God led the people around the desert. In other words, God led them away from the shortest path. And he led them toward the Red Sea. Oh, help me somebody. May I preach to somebody? You think your struggles were planned by your enemies. And God said, no. God says, what you are going through, I purposely allowed you to go through it. In other words, God had a reason for your trouble. I'm preaching this. God said, I could have taken you the easy route, and I had no no fear of defeating the Philistine. God, if God can defeat the Egyptians and the chariots of Pharaohs, he could have defeated the Philistines. 
But God said, I, I took you the long way around because I want to show you something. See, if they would have gone, Minister Jeff, through uh, the land of the Philistine, God would have done the fighting. But God said, I'm taking you by the way of the Red Sea because I want you to walk through something. Good God Almighty. In, in other words, I can fight your battle for you and you'll give me all the praise, but I am taking you in a direction where I want you to walk through something. And so he took them towards the Red Sea. And the reason why, there are two reasons. In fact, one, Exodus 14 and verse 4, God says this. He says, number one is that I will hearten Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. Pharaohs did not wake up one morning and decided, I just want to go after them. God put it in his heart. God heartened his heart. God made a way. And I, oh, can I bless you with something? Can I, they, I need you to tell somebody sitting next to you, some of your enemies God created for you. <laughs> I know that's hard to understand. God, God, why, why would people pick on me? God said they didn't pick on you because they wanted to pick on you. Some folk I place in their spirits to bother you. I sent some haters your way because I know the only way to get you stronger is to take you through Somebody ought to put a quick holler Shabbat praise on every enemy God raise up to bless you. Listen, listen. So here's the text. Exodus 14 and 4. I will harden. Amen. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. Woo! But look at God, look at God, look at God. But I, God says, but I will gain glory for myself. I'm doing this so that I can get the glory. The reason I allow folk to lie on you and, and, and bad mouth you and do everything to try to destroy you because when I bring you out of that situation, somebody's got to give God the glory. Somebody's got a glory praise in your mouth right now. Somebody in here has one glory praise that you've got to give God for the stuff that God did that only God can do. Throw your head back and yell yeah, glory. I'm going to take my time and preach this. They rush me at eight. Tell my person. Amen. The Lord said, so that I will gain glory for myself. And that verse goes on to say, the last clause of that verse says, and the Egyptians, substitute the word Egyptians for your enemies. Look at somebody and say, for your enemies will know that he is Lord. Ooh, that, that's why you've gone through so much. 
so that when you get that promotion on your job, they're going to stretch their head and say, how in the world did she end up with that? Uh, all the trouble she went through so that folks see God elevate you, they know you didn't have the resume, they know you didn't have the credentials, know you didn't have the experience, but you had something they didn't have, the favor of favor of God. Anybody know when God's favor is on your life, it supersedes everything else. This is what my daddy told me, mother. He says, son, people looked at my father sometime and said, how did he make it? He, I mean, he, he never matriculated uh, uh, through, through theology school and all of that. And dad says, son, there's something to be said for the favor of God. Whew. When God's favor is on your life, it supersedes your resume. It supersedes everything that's hanging on your wall. There's some folk with stuff hanging on their wall, but they have no favor of God on their life, and they won't get anywhere. All I need is about 50 folk that are where you are simply because God's favor is on your life. Just jump one time, say, thank God for favor. Y'all, y'all. Now look, look at somebody and say, favor looks good on you. <laughs> Woo! Deacon Stefan, favor looks good on you. Favor help you overcome cancer. Don't tell me what favor. Oh, y'all going to have some church opinion. Touch two people and say, favor looks good on you. God did what no doctor could do. Y'all excuse me. If God be for you, who can be against you? Get ready! You're coming through this! Touch somebody say, you're coming through this! One reason why God took them through the Red Sea experience was so that God can get the glory. Another reason why is found in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. God took them through the difficult pathway to strengthen their faith. Some things God take you through just so you can come out stronger. Listen to what the text says. Moses answered the people, uh, don't be afraid. Stand firm. Ooh. For the people got skittish early on in that chapter. And they said to Moses, before these verses, were there no graves in Egypt? The reason you brought us out here was to die because there were no graves in Egypt. Then Moses said to them, verse 13, Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. 
stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Look at somebody and say, you are about to be delivered right now. I like this next clause. The Egyptians, the enemies you see today. Y'all excuse me. But the enemies you see today, you won't see anymore. Look at somebody and say, get ready. The Lord will fight for you. For the enemies you have today, you won't have anymore. But God. Somebody shout, but God. Mm. So here's what the Lord did. Verses 21 and 22. Exodus chapter 14. The Lord told Moses, in fact, there's a verse in there that I got to show you that blessed me in a tremendous way. In other words, ah, sometimes we, we spend too much time crying. Sometimes we spend too much time wondering about what's going on. But look what the Lord said to Moses in verse 15 of Exodus 14. It says this in verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? In other words, stop crying to me. Tell the Israelites to move on. Touch somebody and say, dry your tears. Straighten up your back. Hold your head up high and move on. Touch somebody on either side. Say, move on. You've cried enough. You've cried out enough. Now it's time for you to get ready to walk through this. Anybody's ready to move on? Anybody, y'all help me, y'all help me stand to your feet, get you a faith partner, and say, neighbor, you've been in this position long enough. Now it's time to come through this. Grab somebody by the hand and say, when I come through, you're coming through because everything attached to me wins you better get close to somebody come on baby come on everything attached to me is coming through grab you a faith partner and say neighbor I know you've been in this position long enough but when I come through excuse me everything attached to me is coming through DJ's coming through Antoine's coming through Courtney's coming through Kevin's coming through Drew's coming get ready get ready get 
like raising him. Y'all excuse me, it's a good time to put a praise on it. Tell somebody, neighbor, this is my coming through praise.
Listen. Woo. Listen. Here's what the text says. Then Moses, verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And listen, and all that night, look at somebody and say, all night long, woo, the Lord drove the sea back. Woo, and the Lord turned the sea into dry land. And Moses stretched out his hand woo, over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. Woo, the waters were divided. Verse 22, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry land. God says, listen, God says, you're going through it. I know you're going through something. But if you don't get anything else out of this message, I need you to hear this. He'll never put any more on you in which you are able, which you are not able to bear. You've heard me say this for years. Amen. Elder Tony G plays this clipping on the radio all the time. God will never bring you to it if he does not intend to bring you through it. And so I need you to look at somebody and say, you've got to go through something. But it's going to be all right. The song said, I've gone through the fire <laughs> I've been through the flood anyone in here who's ever been broken woo, into pieces seen lightning flashing from above but through it all ah yeah 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 <laughs> Ooh, yeah 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 Somebody throw your head back and say, but through it all, I remember that he loves me woo, and he cares. Woo, and he'll never put more on me than I can bear. Come on, choir. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Said I'm going. Somebody's testimony.
have been there. You're not the only one. I heard it broken into pieces. Seen light and flash from above. Hey, but through it all, I remember that the Lord loved me. Listen right now, take your arms and place it around somebody else's shoulders. Ooh. One part of that text just stood out to me. God led them towards the Red Sea. The Red Sea experience was not a coincidence. It was not an accident. It was not something that was planned by their enemies. But God led them whoo, towards the Red Sea. And I want you to hear this as we pray this altar prayer to those that are viewing by way of internet. Touch and agree. Everything you are going through, whoo, God is leading you. Whoo, God says, I knew the sea was there and I didn't want you to backtrack so I sent Pharaoh's army. There's a powerful verse in that text. Go home and read it. And it says this. I was reading this the other night. Prior to this experience, mother, there was a cloud by day and fire by night. But listen to this, Elder Bill. The cloud and the fire were always ahead of them until this. <laughs> and here's what the text says. Now the, Colada, the text says, when the Egyptians were coming from behind, God relocated the cloud and the fire. God put the cloud and the fire now behind them. And here's what God says. I wrote this down. I'm going to preach this one day. Look at somebody and say, God's got your back. <laughs> That's what he was saying. That I've got your back. I know you're worried about what's behind you, but you don't have to worry about it because I've got you. When God has your back, no enemy from the pits of hell can do anything to you. Woo! And God said, you don't have to worry because I've been ahead of you, but now I've got to relocate myself because I need to have your back. The enemy can't backstab you when God's got your back. Woo! The enemy cannot sneak up on you when God's got your back. God says to somebody in here, I've got your back. It's going to be all right. You're going to have to go through it. But don't you worry about it. Because I've got your back. Come on, tell them again, Bill. I've been, I've gone. It's 
somebody. Yeah. Come on and say, yeah, say it, I'm gonna do the fire. God's and got your I've back. Been, I've been through the fire. I've been broken. Said the Lord loves me, and He cares, and He'll never put more on me. I never put more on me. I said never put more on me. Close those eyes to those of you that are listening by way of radio, those of you that are viewing by way of internet. We're praying for you. We're touching and agreeing. By faith, we will come through it. Lord, we thank you because here we are between a rock and a hard place. Pharaoh's army is behind us. The Red Sea is in front of us. <laughs> but you've reminded us it is not by coincidence or accident. You position us right where we are so that you can get to glory and so that our faith will be strengthened. Thank you for reminding us that you have our back. <laughs> it doesn't matter how strong the enemy may be. Just like the chariots of Pharaoh's army. <laughs> they were all drowned in the Red Sea. The enemies we have today, we will see no more. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Someone in here right now is making a faith decision Ooh. to walk by faith to step out of their comfort zones to trust you by faith to commit to something greater than themselves to be an example for their families someone is making that decision right now Lord bless them in a mighty way Lord we thank you we praise you we honor you it's in your name we pray. And the church said amen. amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, we will come said through it. Never we, if you want to make that commitment, if you want to join the church today, if you want to make that commitment, come on, you want to recommit your life to the Lord. Wherever you are, come on, stand with me today. If you're here today, God bless you, young man. Say never, never, say never, Look at this young man standing. Anybody else? His words that he wants. Someone else. His words that he wants. God's calling you. Come on. His words that he wants. Yeah, yeah. God bless you. His words that he wants. I believe.